we can all agree that NBA Jam is one of the most badass NBA video games of all time and possibly one of the best sports games of all times. And you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is definitely up there in my top five of the top video games ever put together. But who is the best NBA Jam team of then, now, and forever? We'll get into that along with a deep dive into the history of the game right now. Let's dive in. Let's do it. This is the Upshot Podcast. We're about to break down the biggest moments in the NBA. And why they matter now. This is the Upshot Podcast. So NBA Jam, it was released by Midway in 1993 based on the players from the 92-93 season uh, for the arcade. Uh, this was an arcade con- console set up. Uh, everybody loved it. It was big. And then, of course, from there, we hit the actual consoles uh, using the rosters from the 93-94 season. Today, I'm hanging out with Nick Atkins, Marshall Robertson, and Joe Baltz. Heyo. And we're going to be talking about NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka. Uh He's on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> so, you know, getting into this, there, there's a lot of really interesting things about this game that came out. And I think, you know, there's no way that we can talk about this uh, game without getting into, you know, who was playing, who were the big players on this, what what the setup was, and, you know, kind of how this all came together. So to start out, you know, let's just sort of lay out what this game was was basically about. This was sort of a two-player thing. It was a two-player thing. We had a setup of you didn't have a five-on-five sort of thing. And, and games up to this point were very much more serious. Uh, any basketball game that you had was a very much a serious sort of thing. It was five-on-five, not particularly well done. But this is where I feel like sports games were taking themselves a little too seriously. NBA Jam comes along, and it was like it sort of fit into the silliness of what we wanted our NBA stars to sort of look like. And so we get into this, and 93, we have the players on the arcade version, 92-93 season, hits the consoles pretty much right away because it's a smash in the arcades. And we'll get into, you know, in just a second, how what we're talking about as a smash into the arcade. But we get into the 93-94 season, hits the consoles, and this is, I remember sitting down at my Sega and playing this game. Sega. Sega. And being absolutely blown away. One of the big things, though, is right around that time, the biggest player in the world, literally the biggest player in the world, he's, you know, in the middle of, you know, recording a movie. Um, (laughs) But but one of the biggest players in the world is not a part of this game. There is no Michael Jordan in this game. And, And one would think to have a video game that is based on the NBA around this time that you're really going to be missing out on Jordan but it's not the case at all. And it's almost better because of it. Like yeah. it, it's like he it would have been a cheat code if you had Jordan, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. just no, like I you agree. don't you don't kind need of leveled it. the playing field. It really bit. did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and so we we get into the arcade version of this game and, and around this time arcades are huge by the way. Um, right now I, arcades are starting to see a little bit of a resurgence because of this nostalgia of us because we are the, you know, the generation that has money to spend now. Yep. And so we're going back to things we, we want buy but, the actual arcade now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, right, but right. It, Like this is cool. This is my childhood. This huge box in my living room. Right, you know, and now we're sort of hitting the place where, you know, barcades and places where you can go have a drink and play arcade stuff, but it's literally because of what happened here. And you know, we're talking NBA Jam in the arcades, we're talking Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. These are the monsters that built arcades for us. You know, before then you have, you know, Pac-Man, you have, you know, 
pinball machines. Galaga. Galaga, all those things. But really, our generation, you know, if you're anywhere between the ages of 33 to 45, this is kind of what you expected when you went to the skating rink or you went to an actual arcade and you're playing Mortal Kombat, you're playing NBA Jam. And this one was interesting because it was actually, you know, as a kid, this was an expensive one to play. This was not a quarter. That we're, we're talking, this was like a buck or two, you know, to actually get Which was like big half. money, big yeah. money back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you had to sort of be a big NBA Jam fan. And so if you see this in the arcade and um, you're playing it, you love it because this is, as I said, this is basketball in a way we've not seen a video game for basketball. So on top of this, you know, like I said, when, we, when it hits the consoles, I think everybody's excited because they get to play this game but not have to spend all the money. You, you spend once and you're there. But interesting fact that Nick had about this game and what it actually generated in quarters um, blows me away. Billion dollars. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. Which is insane. Oh my god! And I think we get a little jaded to this because, you know, right now we're in sort of the entertainment age for us where like movies come out and of course it's got to be a big movie, it's got to be a big video game but you have like the likes of Grand Theft Auto that come out and uh, it generates recently, you know, a billion dollars in a very sure. short amount of time. And that, that becomes it. But we're talking 92, 93. And we're talking quarters. Quarters. Yes. A billion dollars you can't put in it, quarters. The, the machines literally don't have the function to accept a dollar. <laughs> Amazing. You've got to put it in and change. <laughs> and so <laughs> that, that blows you away. That sort of tells you how popular this thing was when it hit the arcade and, and sort of it, it catches the wave of the arcade. But the, what really makes this game stand out, as we said, it's the two-on-two nature of it. That's different. It's the silliness. These players can do things that, you know, normal basketball you can't do. Right. Um, but let, let's talk about that. Special features of the game, and let's just go sort of around the horn, some of the big parts of this. I mean, I think, number one, it's got to be the exaggerated nature of the play, right? Like, so these guys could literally jump almost off the screen, it felt like. They were jumping so high. They had these sick dunks. They're doing, like, triple aerial backflips, you know, double gainers. Shout out to Nardog. Triple gainer. <laughs> and, I mean, they're doing these sick dunks. There's, there's no fouls. There's no free throws. There's, there is goaltending. That's, like, the only rule of the game. Like, don't you goaltend. Don't goaltend. Right. Whatever you do, don't do that. And then you had the on-fire feature. So you hit, oh you hit one gosh. shot, and then you hit the Could, second one. So he's heating up, and then you're on fire if you hit the third in a row. This changed every, like I To this day... This is part of my vernacular. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. You know, he's, he's on heating fi- up. He's, he's heating, heating up. up. He's on fire. You know, and that's the thing. You hit three baskets in a row, you're on fire. And pretty much for what was it, the next three or six baskets, you're hitting everything you shoot. Yeah. Everything. You can't miss. You can't yeah. miss. Literally from the other end of the court, you could throw it up and it's going yeah, in. Yeah. And, and so this is great. So, you know, you have to be fairly skilled to hit those three baskets in a row. But once you do, the next several baskets, it, it's over. And yeah. this is one of the things. And the ball actually catches fire when that player <laughs> is touching it. Yeah. And it's it's a feature that we've never seen, and so the level of creativity in this game is very so big. advanced, yeah. and it, it, it's one of those things that like we we've not really seen anything like this. So other other big sure. things. Sure. Well, I think it, in this era of video games, we're definitely talking more arcade stuff. We're talking Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and what it was brilliant at doing was borrowing. When I think of Mortal Kombat, I'm thinking Sonic Boom, you know, yeah. things like yeah. that, and they. What they did with the catchphrases oh, huge. was brilliant because we <laughs> We're still, still using them today. Right. We still just talked them. about he's on fire. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Yeah. I mean, the, and and the fact was that it wasn't like John Madden football. It wasn't a guy that was sitting there announcing the game. I don't quote John Madden from John Madden football all that much, <laughs> even though I find it hilarious. The turducken. I still quote this. <laughs> I still quote this. Every time we play hoops, every time we watch hoops, and it really, really <laughs> stuck into the zeitgeist. Yeah. Well, and you know, the the big thing for me was you you play this game. 
it's amazing. And, and it, you know, like I said, you've got all these exaggerated things. You've got the, you know, the stuff that, that just blows you away because you can't do this in real life. You've got real players, though. These are not... This was the big sticking point. You have real players that you could identify with that can now do these things. Well, and that was the first time, too. Like That was the first game to feature NBA players in their real likenesses, which That's is amazing. Huge. It yeah. doesn't work without that. It does. Don't play the game without I think that. them taking it down to two two guys on each team really less yeah. was more you know yeah. because for one the Agreed. game because techn- they're still playing full yeah. court yeah which well I love, the, by the, the way. technology <laughs> of, of the games themselves weren't far enough to really have the likeness and to also to have the players do actual game stuff like they can't be playing around what you're doing right. so a two-on-two game's easier to simulate absolutely uh, yeah and yeah. so it made it more real well you you love the game you get into it and i remember the first two months that i'm playing this game i'm just playing the game and I'm getting, you know, what the buttons do, and I'm getting sure. trying to get good. You're playing through a season, you know, you're, you're trying to do the things, and then all of a sudden, this is the era, uh, and I don't know if you guys had had this as like big as I did in terms of like what this meant to me, but you get these magazines that are oh. very much dedicated to all the things you can do in a video game that you're not. That's where sure. you got the cheat codes and stuff like right. that, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the right. The gamer guy. And so you show yeah. up, and, and I just want you to picture um, young Ben going to the mall and going through the mall, and you know we have all these things that you know your parents want to do, but then you go to the video game store and you see all these things, or it's the music store, which is you know like a Sam Goody or something like yeah. that. And you babbages. show up, or a bab, yeah, babbages, babbages man. Ooh, so good. How about that, Paul? And you go in, and there's these guys, and I remember there was this one particular one. I've I've actually got to find it because maybe I just made this up in my head, but there's this one, and it was all NBA Jam. Yep, nice. cover the whole thing, and then you go in and you open Sounds this right. up, and it's literally everybody that you can cheat code to set up and so a big part of this was you could activate people that weren't the core players to go in and so some of the ones that uh, are on the list we've got you know president bill clinton yeah. at the time insane. that's insane <laughs> i mean al gore was on there tipper gore. gore you could play as tipper gore in nba jam that blow your mind i love it so absolutely much. amazing so and you've got you've got people like the beastie boys because yeah the creators of this game were actually rumored to be huge beastie boys fans. that's right i remember reading and that so, yeah Interesting things that you start pull out, but anybody that was a big, you know, pop culture icon at this point um, somehow made their way into this game. <laughs> and so, what is really interesting about this is that, but also we have a lot of extra codes. You could enter a code that you're always on fire. You yep. could enter a code where the floors became slippery. There's all <laughs> these fun things that change the dynamic. And your characters would just fall because yeah. you had that. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> and this is really this is really one of the first games, not the first, but it's one of the first games where creators really start thinking about how can we make the game more fun by entering in all these things, not only to make the game, you know, easier, we could hit every shot, but also how can we make the game more fun by just doing silly stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I remember this is the age right around, like, there was a Jurassic Park game that came out uh, a couple years later where they did this exact thing and they had a debug mode that you could play things. Yep. And so this was <laughs> a very big thing uh, for the time. And, and we'd never really seen anything quite like this. So, well, and it's huge too because right. it, it spawned like several sequels. And it's not just even in the basketball world. So you have the term editions. Yep. And of, yep. of NBA Jam, but you also had a college version that was College Slam, right? And then you think of football. You think you remember the game NFL Blitz? Oh, I love Blitz. And when that it's came out, I was I remember just my mind being blown. Like these guys are literally power bombing yeah. each other they on would. the football they field. Would. They, they'd, they'd it was Nash so it. freaking awesome. But it was these were all derivatives of NBA Jam. So it started with them and it grew from there. Yep. It was it was really big. And like I said, what I really loved about all this and what I think we all 
at this time is I feel like I got to know players better. Sure. You know, even though they couldn't do some of the things, I got to know players better. So we loved it because of the teams. Yep. The teams were the big things. It was you know always a two-man on the court kind of thing. Um, so let's actually jump in and let's talk about the teams. And so uh, you know, we have to mention some folks that have also talked about this. We've got Kevin Draper uh, over at Deadspin. 2014 had an article that ranks some of the best original teams on the arcade machine. And we'll link that into the show notes for you guys. But just some of the, the mentions here of some of the teams. And I, I have to say, I agree with this because, like, I, you know, as I'm reading this list, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was so fun to play as, as these guys. So, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he ranked them. He ranked them top five. So he started out. His number one was Stockton and Malone. And that's I mean, how do you argue with that? So good. It's so good. And I, I think it's, it's, it's important to point out here. Every team at this point. They have an inside force. You have, yep. your, you have your big guy who's real good at rebounds and play inside and stuff like that. And then you have an outside guy who's a shooter, ball handler, yep. stuff like that, which in a two-on-two game, that makes perfect sense. It's right. like it covers every imaginable route you need. So they had Stockton Malone, number one. Their number two team was the Phoenix Suns with Charles Barkley and Dan, Dan Marley. Marley. By the way, Thunder Dan have you guys Marley. ever been to a Marley's in Phoenix? Oh, anybody ever owned eat? by him? Everybody, oh, anybody really? ever been to a Marley's? No. I, I had somebody, I was out in Phoenix a little bit ago, and someone said, hey, let's let's go out and meet. It was a good friend. It was my friend Tim, who's a photographer out there. And he's like, let's come out and let's have uh, let's have some drinks. Let's have something to eat. And and, and, and I was like, what is Majerly's? <laughs> <laughs> What's Jan Marley? That's a weird name for a place. And then, and then I'm, sitting, Dan. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking on the walls, and I'm like, that's that's. Damn, Marley could Marley. ball. Dude, he was so good. Marley could ball. Listen, apparently he, Marley has quite the business after... Good for oh my gosh, it's awesome. Marley. So they were they were the number two team. Number three team was the Houston Rockets. You had Akeem the Dream and Kenny Smith. So, so obviously inside outside, you're love seeing that. it on every I one of these pairs. Love that. You team. got the Spurs with David Robinson and Sean Elliott. Yeah, please. Sean Elliott was so money from outside. Yeah, those Spurs were. I mean, that was Joe's favorite team as a yes, kid. Yes, they were so good. And then you had the Warriors. And you you forget about this team. I totally forget got, about this. You got Tim Hardaway with the killer crossover. And then Chris Mullen, who was also money from outside. The lefty. It's weird because they didn't really have an inside threat. Mullen was a good rebounder and stuff like that, but yeah. they didn't have like a, a thunder guy down low, but Mullen was so good. That's why they're five on the team. list. Yeah. That's right. Well, And that's the thing. You're right. I, I do forget about the Warriors before the Warriors we know now. Exactly. Uh, but they were around. They were they a existed. franchise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, they absolutely were. And so really interesting to get into that and the players uh, that we've got there. Uh, another uh, interesting rating, because like I said, I, I get really interested in like what is other people's experiences with this game. And so we have Sam Haas over at uh, Number Fire in 2015, did a breakdown, uh, and he had a whole scoring system. It was sick. I mean, they, Talk about they this, literally yeah. built this whole scoring system based on their attributes. So if you remember, you're reading their, their player profiles. So Akeem the Dream would be like, He'd be nine out of ten on a rebounding scale, but from three, he'd be four out of ten, <laughs> right. or something like that. So you got a score out of ten and everything. So they literally did this scoring system and ranked their teams. Joe, what was the ranking of their teams? So yeah, we get into uh, we've got the Jazz. Number one, you got Stockton and Malone yeah, at but, the top. Of the so list. he agrees with the other one. Yeah, I mean, right. Stockton and Malone was that was the team. It's the same. They yeah. were the team. Uh, number two, you got the Cavs with Price and Daugherty. Oh, Brad Daugherty. Forgot about him. He was, he was a rebounding machine. Do you remember he, him? He really was. He yeah. really was. And he you was know, so doesn't get a lot of play now. And Mark Price, that dude could not miss a three. No, no, no. It was, <laughs> he was amazing. So good. Cavs had a team before LeBron Ben. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All these teams existed they before were the last no, 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 five they years. Were around. They, they were, were really okay. <laughs> my, my favorite here: the Bulls at number three with my Pippen favorite. and Grant. Oh, because yes. How weird is that look? Whenever you don't have Jordan, There's no out Jordan. There. Yeah, it just they were still empty. really, really yeah, good. Really I loved Horace squad. Grant. How good was Horace Grant? I loved Horace Grant. God, he was so good. You know, and that's the thing. When I think of the Bulls, I'm actually not thinking of this team. This version of the game. I'm thinking, uh, what we had BJ Armstrong. BJ, oh, that's in the, right. In the, in the, in the, see, this probably, is 
This was the arcade version. This is an early iteration. Yeah. And, and I'm always thinking of BJ Armstrong, and we had Ku Coach too, in, That's in right. one, of the, one of the versions of it, because this was right around the time of No Jordan. Poor yeah. man's Chris Mullen. Yeah. Like <laughs> nice. And so the Bulls, but no, Pippen and Grant. Oh my god. That's gosh, the original, what a, right? What a really great. Uh, but that's the best really. part about this game and I think we're going to get into it the more we go into it. like as it advanced and you got more players involved and stuff like you got more invested and I think that's what made it really good. Absolutely. Next. All right, next we got the Rockets with the Lajuan and Vernon Maxwell. Vernon Maxwell. Vernon Maxwell. There's a shot. So love it. it. They should have had him be able to go into the crowd and fight people, you know, it was like <laughs> he was our test before our test. Why was that not a feature? Yeah, Agreed. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we rounded out with Barkley and and Kevin Johnson. Kevin so. Johnson. Kevin Another, another sick get ball play. handler. Local like, is he a mayor legend. of Sacramento right now? I think now? he was, I but think I, he is. No, I think he, he, I think he, he not a scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got arrested. <laughs> no. Oh, got no. Um, Oops. Can I just say this is <laughs> different like, pod. I, I know that you're right. This is a different time. Uh, in this, Good things with the Dream Team are happening around this time. You know, good things are happening with basketball. But there are players that were in this game that I know their names to this day because they're in this game. So think about that. Like now, and we're going to get into this here in a little bit, I can't, and and somebody may correct me, I can't think of a team right now in the NBA, we could go through all 30, that I couldn't tell you the two, right? Right. So like if I'm going back then, the NBA couldn't market itself. It was more localized, kind of like baseball, right? So it wasn't as broad nationally as it was or as it is now. Right. And so I don't know VMAX. Unless I'm playing NBA yeah. Jam. That's how <laughs> so I got true. to know him. That's how I got to really know Horace Grant. So it was Grant. a great marketing yeah, tool. Their, for social, the their social media exactly. was like playing cards. And if you're a you team, know, like and, if, you're, and, and if, if, you get these, if you get these guys to give up their likeness, if you're a team, you want your two biggest stars on there. Absolutely. I mean, so I, I think it's, again, for me, NBA Jam was kind of my first taste of these players building their own brands. Even though they didn't have a lot to do with it, this is how I got it's so a true. taste of understanding it. So. No, and it absolutely was was just huge as to, you know... When you say that. build their own brand, that's a good point, too, because it, it used their uh, like a picture of it their, was face. their face. It, it was, was their, their face, face yeah. actually, on the game. And yeah. that, what other game before that, or or even there's a they lot didn't. after that didn't even have that. They did. Pretty yeah. awesome. No, and, and so we have... You know NBA Jam that does well, and then we have NBA Jam Tournament Edition. I um, love Tourney Edition. Tourney this, Edition was so good. I think that's good. the one we played recently. This, actually, this yep. is the one that we sort of lock in on. I think all of us. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of hidden characters. This this was big, um, but this is where we get into a little bit of a different sort of teams uh, because we get the updates here. Kemp and Peyton, man. Oh, <laughs> oh Sonics. So, Kemp and how Peyton. do you beat that? that was God, they were so good. Stockton and Malone still really holding down the fort, but Kemp and Peyton with with Seattle. Penny and Nick Anderson with Orlando. And I want to. I, I want to get back to Kemp and Peyton for a second. Uh, yeah. Did you know Sean Kemp could shoot threes? I, I didn't. He can on NBA Jam. NBA Jam. He can. He's yeah. so good on NBA Jam. I think I everybody thought. I don't Sean know if he Kemp ever shot next. a three in a real game. I think shot. There was a time when we were all like, Sean Kemp may be the best player that's ever. Gonna Seriously, play, and it just didn't yeah. pan out. But uh, <laughs> this is right around the time that I think you know people of our generation fell in love with the Orlando Magic. Yeah, oh, and having sure. Penny and Nick Anderson. Penny, um, Penny was so good at everything. Yeah, yeah. everything. Uh, but but like I said, my my team was always it was either the Magic or it was the Bulls. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and you know I was a corner shooter with BJ. That's because you're a Horace Grant guy. You always yeah. have been. <laughs> I, you just I follow love, that man wherever I he goes. I love the Grant. I, I will Columbia follow three. him to have, you right. know. So you know who my team was. Joe knows this. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, I do remember that actually. Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, and Alonzo Mourning. You could trade them out. This is okay. So tournament edition was the time where you could switch another guy in. Yep. So, no, they, no, no, so yes, they technically right. had three guys. We did on have their a better, team. Or like an extended so lineup. The, so their three was Muggsy, LJ, and Alonzo, and I love that team so much. Larry Johnson was. Literally, probably my favorite player of my childhood. 
He was just so freaking good. And on this game, they were so good. Yeah, it was solid. It how, was how, solid. how much less flair can you have than like uh, when I'm looking at Stockton Malone and Ewing and Starks? Like whoever picks those, you know, like when you're playing with your buddies, like those yeah. are that's, that's <laughs> that's not squad sexy. that was never <laughs> on there. If I may, though. I loved as you're playing actual games and trying to beat teams in the computer. You know, you're going against the computer. I loved playing Ewing and Starks because it <laughs> yeah. felt like you're the Bulls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it didn't matter who what team what your right. team was, but yeah. Ewing and Starks beating them was so satisfying. You were talking trash to John Starks. I hated weren't you? John Starks. Starks <laughs> so much. Starks went two for eighteen against you in the, uh-huh. in the championship. But, but you know Brutal. what? Starks was a beast. Like I loved. Was. I yeah. loved that guy as an actual player. Agreed. But I wanted to beat him, and it was he was so good for the game, and, and even in this game, it was a big part. How about, of, the, how, how about the Miami Heat too? Do you remember? You had Harold Miner, Baby Jordan, Harold yeah. Miner, Baby Jordan with Glenn Rice, Dunk champion with Glenn Rice, who was—I mean—you couldn't stop him from early. Glenn. No, early couldn't Glenn. stop. That's him. right. Such That's a right. good team. He's on fire. It's amazing. And so, you know, getting into this now, I think the the conversation uh, that I want to have is if I build NBA Jam today, and I and I have my choice of legacy teams, you know, duos, things that we can put together. Who are some of the best NBA Jam teams that you can put on the floor? Um, what do you guys think? Are we talking about from the period where it stopped to now? I, I think from the period, the time the game starts up to right now, today, sure. what are the team, the two two people you put on the floor that you're just like pumped? This is so much fun. I mean, I already mentioned it from the tournament edition. I love the Charlotte Hornets, but from the original one, I love the Suns. I love playing with Barkley oh, and so Dan good. Marley. Yeah. I, Dan Marley was so good from three. Like If you didn't have a, a hand in his face, he was going to make it. I love the Suns at that point. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I was a Suns guy too. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Kobe Shaq. Well, I'm a Lakers guy. So you're talking about if we were going to do it in the interim period, right? Of like, if NBA want, Jam was continued to make, would there be, have been a better duo than Kobe Shaq? I want a. I want right now. I want an NBA Jam that comes out in 2019, 2020 that uh, is legacy. Like for the last 25. I'll tell you what you want. You want an NBA Jam that comes out next year in 2020, but is literally called 2004 NBA Jam. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I want. You I think want they'll do be, that? It's a latent release. <laughs> I want. And, and to be honest, I don't want. I don't care if Jordan's in it, but it'd be cool. I want. 25, He's on the Wizards with 20, Gilbert Arenas. You know what? If you could go back, to, if you could actually go back to the '60s and give me everybody, yeah, you know, for the you last, want Lenny Wilkins. Oh, Lenny right? Wilkins. There we go. You know, I'm a Lenny Wilkins guy. I love it. So, you know, I think that's big. But you know, getting getting guys like Tim Duncan in there, who Duncan just, and Parker would have oh, been amazing. So the whole oh, and Dirk, Dirk, Marsh, ex, Dirk, oh, Dirk, Steve Nash, Dirk Steve Nash. Nash, and Dirk. So good. Who beats that team? See, I think the important thing when you're doing these rankings is you're looking at you're looking at one and fours. Uh, essentially uh, centers power forwards yeah. and ones and that's where the best teams come from and so like thinking about Duncan and Parker Kobe and Shaq would have been insane I think that if, if there would have been an MG, NBA jam version of those I think they I think they probably would have gave Stockton and Malone a run for their money I yeah. got an, I got another good one for you hit me Phoenix Suns Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire oh solid. I mean those guys that team was like watching a video game can, can they were ha- so run and gun they'd be you, so good on a video game can you game. have a game like this with the Splash Brothers now I mean like that's not really oh, fair yeah, you know so like either either of those guys with Draymond that's a pretty because sure. he can shoot outside well, and as a power right. forward like absolutely you gotta throw injuries into it <laughs> I mean like let's be honest you gotta th- if the game comes <laughs> out today with what we know and what's happened you have to throw injuries into it and that's gotta be a part of it and you know, I just they, love it when you, you could shove someone down, but they might have a torn ACL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you figure it out later that it's just some guy who didn't want to give up their likeness, and you're like, "Why is it Stephen Kevon Looney?" Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, Clay's good. got his own game. So, you know, like I said, with this, uh, <laughs> I think that if we all go around the room, uh, we've all got our favorite players uh, who we think would be absolutely excellent at this. What do you think? Uh, did we miss something awesome about NBA Jam? Who would be your duo? If you had to put someone in NBA Jam, 
who would it be? Tell us at upshotpodcast.com. And remember that you can grab notes and links from the show there too. Subscribe to the Upshot Podcast and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell us about your NBA Jam experience. Tell us who your team would be today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Upshot NBA Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to click the subscribe button so you can get a new Upshot episode every week. And make sure to leave us a review on your podcast app as soon as you're done listening. Upshot.